This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We are in the Liveberg Studios up in Glenshaw. If you're listening to the audio version of this, you can also check us out on YouTube, where our producer, Ben Stonium, who's here on site, he really makes those bits pop uh, in a way that is so good we probably don't deserve it, John. We don't deserve we him. don't deserve it. If you want to interact with the podcast... Check us out on the hotline, 412-368-6375, or by email, untitledpittsburgh at gmail.com. John, let's jump right into it. The Steelers are stacking wins. Stacks on deck, <laughs> Patron on ice. Man, 1916 victors over the Atlanta Falcons, two in a row. Let me ask you this, next 10 years, who beats them? It's tough to envision right now. We're hot. There's no other way around it. We're hot. We're firing on all cylinders. I feel like we're not, and maybe that's encouraging. We have cylinders. We have cylinders, and they are occasionally firing. Hey. That's about as good as it's going to get. I don't want to spend a ton of time on the game because we do have some cool stuff in this program. We've got some hotline calls. We've got some pirates talk, really sort of like tangential pirates mm. talk. <laughs> pirates. I think it's as real as pirates talk can get at this time of year. That's correct. That's correct. And um, the thing that that like really made my heart happy at the end of that game was Minka reading Marcus Mariota. He played him like a harp from hell. Mm. Just he was walking basically. He just stepped in front of that route in the same way that a teacher would in a sixth grade recess. Yeah, that was the kind of interception that like if. If there was a tape of me doing that, that's how I imagine it would look, even though it wouldn't look at all like that. Just like coming, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in your mind, when you pick a, pick a ball off at recess, where you're like, that's that's what it was that's like. That's how slick I, I look. I jumped the route. Maybe we're 75 seconds into this episode, and yet another John comparing himself to a Steeler. No, that's not what that was. <laughs> I was saying that's how, I thi- how it, you think it is in your mind. That was a humble one. I still think I would beat Matt Ryan in a foot race. I'm sticking to that one. Oh, man. Um, but, okay, Minka running out of bounds. At first I was like, wow, he did the right thing. He did the smart thing, the humble thing. And then I was like watching it again, and I was like, there were two dudes there that might have tackled him. Do you think he was just like, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to hurt my shoulder on this play. Minka's, you don't think he wanted to get that tutty? Minka's dealt with some injury. That's what I mean. This year, I, I, you know, there's no way to know. Those but. dudes are mm-hmm. twice as big as him. Yeah, I mean, he made the right call. He made the right call. They are 150 percent his size. Like the dudes that were going to tackle him, like the left guard and the left tackle, right. were right there. So I support whatever keeps him on the field. A lot of little moments in the game that made my heart happy. One of them was 
when Kenny Pickett let go of that ball bound for the end zone, and I thought, I'm going to see who's on the other end of this in half a second. And it will be DJ, it will be George Pickens. But no, it was Connor Hayward, who is such a, he's like such a big dude. He's built so strangely for a tight end. Mm-hmm. He's like a little algae crumpler. Little algae. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. I mean, Alger Crumpler was like much taller and almost 265, but right. Connor Hayward has some of the same dimensions there. Looking like a snack. <laughs> he could be good, maybe, right? Yeah. Hey, the brother thing, there's one thing we like here uh, at the Steelers, which I'm ref- now referring to us as a Steelers <laughs> fan. If there's one thing we like as Steelers fans, it's uh, we like brotherly love. We got the Watts. Right. We got the Haywards. Every year in camp for like the last three years, we've had Terrell Edmonds and his brother Trey. Mm -hmm. As long as they're brothers. (laughs) Anyway, Connor Hayward and Derek Watt should have their own podcast. Yeah, what would it be called? What would it be called? Lil Bros. The Lil Bros podcast. They would hate that. Also, Derek is older than TJ. Also, Derek got that that, uh, third and one. I, I should look at the roster as it stands and the dudes under contract and see if they have a brother who's playing in college right now to mentally prepare myself for Zach Gentry's younger, fatter brother who plays guard or something like that. Jack Gentry. (laughs) It's a family affair. How about, how about the running game? It appears to be back. We also were giving up a lot on the ground. As I was watching that game, I was getting like throwback vibes. I'm like, these are two teams running the ball. Well, it felt like a, a 90s matchup. Yeah. Football I grew up watching a little bit. I think the Falcons, to their credit, did a nice job of waiting, 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 and then finally using Mariota to run like the college Marcus Mariota mobile quarterback stuff when it was, you know, when they'd lulled us to sleep a little bit. But I'm, I'm thankful that Najee was running like a guy who it would appear has read a lot of mean tweets about himself. He looked great. He looked really good. He looked pissed off. He had the stiff arm of hell. We got a text from our buddy Steve about the Smash Dick Full Bush play of the game. Smash Dick Full Bush. Oh, my God. The Smash Dick Full Bush play of the game. When it happened in real time, I agreed with Steve. Shout out to him for reaching out to us. And, of course, hit us up on that hotline like he did. 412-368-6375. When Fryermuth had that catch and run... The Fryermuth prophecy being foretold in real time. This is the Pat Fryermuth we've been promised. The big plays, the physical, mobile, tight end, breaking tackles. But that's not it. No, it's not. The real smash dick full bush play of the game was when that fan who went viral on Twitter was like, Hey, Coach Tomlin, let's get a win here. What do you say? In like the concourse. And Tomlin goes, Hey, I'm fucking working here, man. <laughs> People love him for it. I love him for it. Didn't go as well for me today at the office, building secretary. Really? Said hello. I said, hey, I'm working here. She was very upset. How did it go with HR? You have a training coming up? Let's just say I really need this show. Put the call out for sponsors. Um, John now is crashing at the Liveberg Studios. That's right. Just a couple nights. I've seen more pearl clutching about the Tomlin. Oh, he's just a fan saying hi. Listen. He didn't swear at the guy. He didn't say F you, buddy. Yeah. I'm working here. He said, I am effing working. Mm-hmm. Big difference for mm-hmm. me. Also, Mike Tomlin 
was a college wide receiver who was very good, who went to like a one double A school. He didn't make it into the NFL as a player. The games are still the same for him. If a fan ran onto the field and said, Hey Cam Hayward, let's get one here, buddy, let's get a big sack. Right. Totally inbounds for <laughs> Cam Hayward to be like, Hey, I'm effing working here. Yeah. And maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get your SDFB shirt, check it out. PGHclothing.com slash SDFB to commemorate this and so many others this year. Smash Dick Full Bush plays of the game. It was annoying for me to see people be like it's inappropriate, or couldn't he have just said, hey, thanks? I'm sure he's done that like 10,000 times, and he was just in the zone. He maybe had an idea. He's trying to think something through, and somebody's like, I, like <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, also, what is the layout of Atlanta Stadium where coaches and players are walking through the suite concourse to go to the locker room? Mm -hmm. If people knew that that was happening at Acrisure Stadium, wouldn't you camp out with your best expletives and try to get in the head of John Harbaugh or Kevin Stefanski? Right. It would seem like the right thing to do. Hey, Kevin! <laughs> you suck, idiot! <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? How, could, how yeah. could Tomlin be walking by fans at an away game? If, if I ever see Akersher <laughs> or the Untitled Pittsburgh sports comedy podcast stadium mm -hmm. as it will be named in the future um possibly if i ever see our home stadium like full of opposing teams fans that invested would, what what do you do it i mean you have to take up arms at that point <laughs> and i think most people in pittsburgh would feel that way like we're going down to Acresure. there's a right. bunch of fans that we have to get in there and get them out of those seats that would be a travesty. We can't ever let that happen. Doxing season ticket holders who sell their tickets yeah. to opposing fans. Or if you're a fan of that game, like, hold hold the line. Do something. Hold. Yeah. Hold. <laughs> it's good to get a win. Thank God that they did. Mm -hmm. We're going to look forward to the Ravens in a little bit here. But, John, there was something that took Twitter by storm this week. Ooh. Pittsburgh Twitter. And that was that the Pirates... Your home team, John. They were selling game day dirt from PNC Park, mm. like from the pitcher's mound, in a little vial, like a little salt shaker. Kind of like how Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie used to wear vials of each other's blood around their necks. Well, you could do that with PNC Park dirt now. Yeah, okay. But because it was so dumb, and it makes it appear that the Pirates' priorities are so skewed right. and... and disrespectful towards us the consumer uh people freaked love it myself included <laughs> and i have complained on this show before about seeing the email from the pirates it's like flex plan friday mm -hmm. get your flex plans where you pretend like they didn't just lose 100 games right and look i'm still am i still gonna go down to my you know standard couple games a year and spend $80 on eight beers at the game? Yes, I am. You got to get horribly sunburnt, wake up at home with all my clothes on? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. But like... You're you know, right. But don't don't literally throw dirt in my face. Yeah. Pirates. You see Bob Nutting, he's like down at building supplies in Sharpsburg. 
like right by the Highland Park Bridge. She's you know buying yards and yards of topsoil to sell. That's, Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Wouldn't oh, that be God. the kicker to find out it was fraudulent dirt? Well, depending on how much dirt they sell, like how long has that dirt been there? Was that was that dirt for there for the Quato game? Right. That would be different. But what about this? Much like those dudes that collected enough Pepsi points to get the Harrier jet, mm-hmm. we buy the pirates. We max whatever the max purchase is. We buy, let's say we buy 10,000 vials of the dirt. What are they going to do? Play with a huge crater at home yeah, plate? Yeah, we buy it. There's no dirt. And we and that's how we pull back the curtain that it's all bullshit. So how much money are we going to need Bet Rivers to give us to buy all this dirt? $300,000. <laughs> What do you think, Ben Stonium? Can you? You're authorized. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So we got it. Look, we should all buy the dirt. Is what I'm saying because mm. that's the only way we can prove that this ownership group and pirates management it's all a farce. So we came up with a list of uh, some other things that I think would actually be much more successful than the dirt. You know, experiences are big and memorabilia is big. Here it is. I'll throw out the first thing here, John. And I want you to assign a price to it. Okay. Carlos Santana's guitar pick. Oh, wow. Not that Carlos Santana. New pirate first baseman Carlos Santana. Okay. His guitar pick. So he, he, he has, he's a hobbyist. He, he plays? He plays a little bit of guitar. All right. He can do Wonderwall. He can do you know some of the hits. Okay. He does the general by dispatch. Uh, uh, by his locker. Mm. So his guitar pick, not okay. Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. How much does a regular guitar pick go for? Like a pack of them is like eleven dollars. So maybe, yeah, maybe eight bucks. Eight bucks for yeah. Carlos Santana's I'd go, guitar I'd pick. Go, I'd throw eight on it. I would absolutely, in like a fan fest situation, go up to Carlos Santana with a that badass Santana poster with that album that's all the lions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you got to wear a fedora too. <laughs> you got to be like, like you're for some reason you're also kind of dressed as Car- as you would imagine Carlos Santana and to then, be dressed. And then you get Santana to yeah. sign this because as it happened to him before, probably. Some would he of- even try to explain that he's not that Carlos Santana, or would he just be like, he might be like, get the f- out of here. Worth a shot. I'm gonna try to. Do, okay, that's. We've got a lot of goals. Ooh, We've come up like with some that. really good ideas here, like John. That. Okay, so eight dollars. All right, so from from the pirates. Oyo como va? Oyo como. <laughs> See, that's in the description. Yeah, it's like Carlos Santana's guitar pick, and then it's description. Oye como va? Yeah. Carlos Santana. Mm. He plays a little guitar himself. Okay, John. Uh, I saw you put this one on here, and I really like it. So yeah. All right, you ready for this? Hit me. A candlelight dinner okay, on one of those floating tiki raft bar things yes. that they have on the rivers <laughs> with Garrett Jones, career 251 hitter. And hot guy. Who we've talked about on this show before. Extremely good looking guy. Just look into his eyes, smell the mon as you drift unevenly towards the point. This is a, the price point on this item I think is pretty high. For a few reasons. Number one, I've looked into running those tiki raft things, and they appear to be extremely expensive. Well, I think they're objectively unsafe. They don't look like what you said about them being uneven in the water. It sort of looks like you're just standing on one of those mattress inflatables. Basically on an inner tube, and you're in the river. Yeah, the wake from like a... A barge. A barge or a speedboat. Yeah. Capsize, you're all banged up on Tito's. Yeah. 
You would have the fame and notoriety of dying with Garrett Jones? You'd have to go down with him, even if you were able to... You'd have to go down with the Jones. Correct. You're both Jack. Right. And you let Rose be the poor $8 an hour operator yeah. of the Tiki Raft. Yeah. I'm going to say a G. And you have to bring your own booze, which I think is common on yeah, those things. The pirates aren't going to pay for that. Okay, that's pretty good. All right. New. From the Pirates fan store use Willie Stargell's custom toilet my uncle was a general contractor and he did Stargell's house I don't it was after he passed and my uncle was like boy Stargell I always thought like man that guy's got a huge ass <laughs> I mean that's how he got all his power you know these big ham hocks he used to turn on the ball you know, and that's how he got the pop I'm like didn't they call him pop because he was like the old guy he was like no, it was the power generated from his huge ass. <laughs> my uncle, I've done I've done this conversation with my uncle like seven Thanksgivings. Wow! So he gets the he's remodeling Stargell's house, and he he's like, finally, we get to the bathroom, and he had a custom toilet. It was the biggest toilet I've ever, I've ever seen. Mm. But what better way to experience the We Are Family Bucks than to nestle in, bareback it on Stargell's. <laughs> custom toilet wow. price point john price point what are we thinking 500 bucks that's 500 bucks i ever spent hell yeah look uh, this is all in jest john the pirates who doesn't love them because if we didn't have the pirates we'd have one less thing to complain about in the city and you really need that sometimes you need the catharsis of trashing a thing that your grandparents loved and the pirates are really great sports about this whole thing and they have opened the checkbook, and they bought a little airtime with us. So they've got a new product. Take a listen. From the marketing geniuses that brought you Game Day Dirt, it's bucko shit in a jar. It's the same quality bucko brand shit that the front office has fed fans for years. Now, in a tchotchke little jar. This cute glass memento has it all. Financial flexibility? It's in there. No intention of trading Brian Reynolds for prospects? <laughs> yep. From management's mouth to your mantle, let this jar of BS be a constant reminder of below 500 baseball. This Christmas, give a diehard Pirates fan the little jar chock full of empty promises. Bucko sh**. Same sh**. Different season. Who wouldn't want that, John? I'm sold. Put it on the put it on the mantle next to the well, soon to be relocated for those of us who haven't put their tree up yet. My mom got me a um ornament made from the sea, the roof of the igloo. Hell yeah. It's sweet, dude. <laughs> now that's that's a product. That's a piece of history. Right. That's not some dirt. We got some hotline calls this week, John. All right. Some reflections and some thoughtful calls from some listeners out there. Again, our hotline number, 412-368-6375. Or, an easier way to remember, 412-DUTOES5. Here's the first call. It's from Carmine. Hey, fellas. It's Carmine. Sorry it's been a few weeks, but look, five and seven. I'm officially naming it. You know, we know on election night, Every four years, CNN's on the TV saying there's a pathway to 270. There is a pathway for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get nine wins and that seventh seed in the AFC playoffs. 
we've officially reached the stage in the season, as we do every year with Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, when they have a shitty start, they've given us that glimmer of hope. It kind of reminds me of when I was in high school. You know, you'd have the cute girl. She'd turn around in math class or history, whatever it may be. She asks for help on the homework. She wants to look at your notes. You think, hey, maybe there's something there. Maybe she's actually into me. But inevitably, she asks someone else for the Sadie Hawkins dance. She ends up going out with a football player. That's what we are right now. We are that nerdy guy in high school who's waiting for the date with the pretty girl. The Steelers are that pretty girl. We're probably not going to get that date, but there's that glimmer of hope that makes us think, hey, maybe we got a shot. There's a pathway to nine wins. There's a pathway to the AFC playoffs. Let's go Steelers. So I went to all boys high school. So when people turned around in math class, it was usually to fart. <laughs> so or, I, yeah. I can't relate to what Carmine's saying, but what do you think? Well, no one has ever asked me for help with their homework ever. Because I did go to a co-ed high school. Oh. But I was a total dumbass. Look. Look at what had to happen last year for the Steelers to get in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Look at all the crazy things that had to happen that went right for the Steelers to go to Kansas City and get absolutely smoked. But still, they went there. It was another evening of football. It was great. I'm I'm allowing myself. I think Carmine, you know, he's saying what a lot of us are afraid to say, that we're hopeful. Carmine, thank you for the call and the much-needed shot of positivity. We've got a new call here, John, mm. from a new voice. Here's Don. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, you know the drill. Uh, first time, uh, hopefully, being on, being on the... Uh, the the voicemail podcast but uh i just want to you know this is don by the way this is don from faux chapelle and uh i want to hear your take on this uh i'm hearing now that you know pretty boy jimmy g is at for the year uh you know people saying that you know the 49ers gm is going to call up big ben roffenberger and and you know if i'm ben i'm answering the call i mean this is this is a chance for him to get one more uh, you know, as you may know, he, he grew up a 49ers fan, uh, cause, you know, his uncle lived in the area and, and, you know, he spent a lot of time there with his uncle. So he's, he's a big Sam Fran fan. And I, I've heard that, you know, he's, he might leave strictly for Sam Fran. And I just want to hear you guys' opinions on that. Uh, hope you enjoy your holidays and, uh, appreciate the time. I know that that was a little bit tongue-in-cheek from Don there. But what if Roethlisberger came out of retirement? He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's taking care of his body right no. now. No. I mean, he was he had he struggled with that before he retired, right? Maybe he's doing P90X. Some some he's doing an exercise routine that was popular 15 years ago and he's like, "It's really working for me." Yeah. I think if he did do that, I would root for him, though. I don't think it's I don't I think that is like I think Come a, out of retirement? Yeah. And played for the 49ers. I would watch. I don't know. It would be... Yeah, maybe... I I don't know that I would root for him. I would watch. It would go... (laughs) That would be weird. I can't imagine it going well. Yeah. But, you know, desperate times uh, call for desperate measures. Yeah. You've got me thinking about this, Don, and I'm actually... I sort of begrudge you for this, but thank you for the call. Yeah, I can see him in the uniform. And it's weird. All those letters across the back. Yeah. 
<laughs> what would Ben look like in red? Remember the first time you saw Andy Reid in red, and you're like, you should not wear red. Yeah, my God. That's a big man. Yeah. Do I, Is that what I look like when I wear red? Ooh. All right. On to Ravens week, John. Finally. Throw out the record books. Hell yeah. And punch your neighbor in the face. That's right. Because when the AFC North meets, it's kiss or fight. I don't even... Nevermore. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, injured. Last year, the Ravens were 8-3. and three. Lamar Jackson goes down. They lost their final six games. It's a guy who's playing for a contract. I hate to see injuries befall someone. I respect Lamar Jackson... Because I think I mean, he's like very he is fun to watch. He's a dynamic player. Oh yeah. But also because of the absolute pickle that he's put the Ravens organization in. Yeah, they're in a tough spot. Because they probably should re-sign him. I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't. Deshaun Watson and the Browns have forever screwed up the quarterback market. But look, this is a fun game. It's everything. The whole it's it's this is a playoff. I, to my, the playoff started. We're in it. Let's go. It's hard to get pumped up for these once every four year opponents. The Saints, yeah. the Falcons. It's different. Yeah, this is real. This is one of those games we really, really need Ian Eagle on this one. Oh, we need him. Ian and Charles. Yeah. We need someone who will absolutely say throw out the records multiple mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. during the broadcast. I don't know if you have a favorite Ravens memory. Yeah, I do. Okay, I'm going to start. Okay. When I used to sell newspapers at the games and concerts, I remember I was selling newspapers the last season of Three Rivers, mm-hmm. and I was doing the walk-in. So, like, as the crowd's coming in, and then, you know, it's like 15 minutes after kickoff. So there's the stragglers are coming in. And these four Ravens fans wearing that awful purple-white yeah. camo came up to me and I was like Sunday paper one dollar and this guy punched my newspaper cart what and he goes how about I spit in your face right now <laughs> what it was crazy and I like that really escalated the rivalry for me personally oh my yeah that's when I became the Ravens forever like it radicalized wow. me because wow. this I was 14 his buddies probably were not even able to remind him of that as they took the turnpike to Breezewood. Wow. On the way back. Or what about you, John? No, for me it was uh that AFC championship game in uh 08. Yeah. Um, oh, what a, oh, what a game. Everybody remembers the Palomalu um pick and and return, which was great, but uh I was in college, I was watching it in the in the dorms and there were there were enough Ravens people around and Willis McGahee, who, you know, I, as a player, even as a rave, I was like, he was, you know, cool guy. it was scary. I felt bad, but like, man, there was a lot of trash talking going on, like across the hallways. And when Ryan Clark <laughs> hit Willis McGahee, I launched at, like, I've, it was completely involuntary. Like, I just, I was ejected from my seat. I just jumped up. It was such a huge hit at such a big moment. And I'll never forget that feeling. Hits like that now, I mean, now super illegal. Yeah, and it would have just been a flag, and it would be like, at that moment, like, that changed the course of the game. And it sort of pains me to know that your children, John, will never get to see a vicious 
brain scrambling hit like that. Nope. Go unflagged. Right. They won't get to see again. it matter. They'll only see it in vain. <laughs> that is, it is sad. <laughs> is it? Eh, yeah. Probably okay. better for the human beings that are playing on the field. I will say this about Willis McGahee. He had one of the great parting shots on an entire city when he left Buffalo to go to the Ravens. He was inter- he was interviewed by somebody like in Baltimore, and they were like, "Willis, like tell us, so like Buffalo, like what was it like?" He's like, "There's not a lot to do, you know. There's not really not a lot to do in Buffalo." And they're like, "Well, what do you mean? Like what do, what do you do up there?" And he's like, "There was an Applebee's that I would go to." <laughs> Dang. Dang. Just, just to imagine Willis McGee like walking into an Applebee's and some server being like, "Hey, Willis, yeah, the usual," and he's like, "Yeah, sure, this is my, this is my place." Right? They come over with mozzarella sticks and like this one dollar margs, and he's like, "Thanks, Becky." Just sitting there like alone, like Aragorn in that bar in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> just like <laughs> eating mozzarella sticks at the only, the only. Dining option in Buffalo is an apple. It totally changed my perception of Buffalo as a city. Well, look, John, I hope so dearly. Even though it's Tyler Huntley, it doesn't matter. Uh, who cares? Hopefully, when we when we reconvene next week, the Steelers will have stacked the third win, the hat trick. Stack and, it, and we will be we'll be teasing and entertaining ourselves with delusions of playoff grandeur Mm. once again. All right, that's going to do it for the show this week. Huge shout-out to Lyberg Studios. Huge shout-out to our producer, Ben Stonium. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those sorts of things. If you want to get in touch with the show, 412-368-6375. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text message. It's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.